On this episode of the Ugly Truth About Business podcast, I have an amazing session with Eva Bergman. Eva is a Romanian entrepreneur whose passion is to help people learn new ways of acting and living upon their life and business goals. And over the last 10 years, she's coached and trained over 7,000 people around the world, helping them build strategic positioning on the market and to increase the performance of their organizations. You're absolutely going to enjoy this one. Get ready. Ready. All right. For your wake-up call. Wake up! He promises to tell you the truth, the whole truth, and the ugly truth. It's your life and business strategist, Steve. Steve Harris. Hi, Eva. Welcome to the Ugly Truth About Business podcast. We are super stoked to have you. How are you doing? Hi, Steve. Thank you for having me. I'm also stoked. I'm doing great. Fantastic. Glad to hear it. Um, I was hoping that you're staying safe, staying sanitized. Um, how, how are things going on over there in Romania? Uh, it's pretty the same in all over Europe, of course. And since we are in European Union, of course, we have to comply with all the legal issues. And uh, actually, starting today, we might say that we are a little bit relaxed because we don't have to go outside with any kind of documents and sign the paper. But obviously, we still have to be very careful in order to remain healthy yep. and in order to take care, especially of the, of the older ones. Absolutely. Um, how are things different now since COVID uh, or coronavirus hit um, the world? How's your routine changed? Are things the same or it's, it takes a bit of getting used to? Actually, for me, it was uh, it, it was uh, very good because um, I've already uh, did all my trainings in uh, in the online world. Yeah. Using all kinds of platforms uh, like Zoom platform, it was not an issue for me. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, I worked a little bit more than I used to work because. Everybody now discovered that this uh, this thing was possible. Right. Romanian people are not very fond of the internet, and uh, they usually prefer to get together and to attend events and yeah. party afterwards. So this was a little bit new for them. But uh, after two weeks, after the lockdown started, in two weeks we had like webinars with more than 150 people wow. that were present from start to finish. Last night, we had an event with 544 people. It was a wow. blast. I was, I was amazed, yes. And uh, for me, it was a luck, a huge luck, right. because three months ago, if I wanted to attend live events online, I would not have had such a presence. Right. But now things for sure are different. And I think that this period also allowed us to assess a little bit what we are doing with our time. Uh -huh. And uh, the fact that I, I will always say, if you attend a webinar, an online event, you for sure don't have to look for a parking lot right. you don't have to waste time in traffic yeah. you don't have to put a makeup on yourself and so on yeah. so you don't have to pay for coffee so there are uh -huh. all kinds of benefits but of course that that human touch that yeah. human touch that that human connection 
it's best of course when it happens in live events in in venues but we did that successfully uh, successfully fortunately and um, i hope that things starting now are going to be better and better right i mean to have 544 people at your webinar that's pretty large you know that's pretty large in any number yes it's it's large it was a first so let's hope it will continue <laughs> it's not a coincidence it's not just a, uh just a, a lucky moment yeah yeah would you prefer doing things more um online or do you still prefer the old-fashioned way of doing things live i still i still like, I like both well. i like both yeah i like both i like both um perhaps now since we have this opportunity to educate people more uh, we get to encourage them to learn a little bit more like the theoretic theoretical part to yep. learn it online and then to um, do practical exercises and the networking on live events so I love both for sure yep. I'm I'm looking forward to start uh, organizing events again but now we have to, to comply with the laws and to yeah. respect the requirements in order to stay healthy, of course. But I love, I love both of them. And I, I love hugging people and I love to see that spark in, in their, yeah. uh, their eyes. And yeah. I love those moments when something in their mind is shifting, you know? Absolutely. When you have like a, an event with 540 people, on webinar, you don't get to have the experience of yeah. seeing people, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because connection is everything, you know? Um, yeah, and absolutely. even though people can still know that you're genuine, it still helps, for, it's good feedback when you, can, when you can see it in their eyes and you can tell that, you know, what you've said has made a difference and that paradigm shift um, has occurred. Yeah. So there's, there's really nothing better than that. Yeah, but there, I've discovered last night a different type of feedback. Because actually my event uh, was finished like around 9 p.m. I was very punctual and uh, they stayed 40 minutes longer and wow. addressed so many questions. Yes. And I said, okay, guys, I respect your time. I'm so happy that you had, you have questions, but we will have to address eventually other questions because there were different types of questions in future right. events. But this was a different kind of feedback, you know, because actually it happens also on live events. Yeah. When you do a good job, people are staying a little bit longer yeah, and absolutely. they are not breaking the door right. when you said, okay, out. guys, that's it for today. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I got yeah. you. I got you. So, um, so who's Eva Bergman? Um, I know before the podcast, you know, you were telling me that you were a ballet dancer and a gymnast. Um, and I said to you that you don't look a day over 20, but you know, um, tell okay, us. A thank bit, you. <laughs> tell us, tell so us a actually, bit about that. Um, yes, I am a, two days over 20. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> um, I'm, I like to say about myself because it was a very issue, a large issue for me to, to say, who am I? And usually if you ask people, well, who are you? They say, I'm an engineer, yes. I'm a project manager, I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse, and so on. And I said, well, I did not ask you, what do you do? Right. I asked you, who are you? And when, when we get to address these questions, 
other questions tend to, to rise up. And I, I, I say about myself that first and foremost, I'm a woman. I'm right. a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a mother of two beautiful children. I will not expose my age, but I might say that my daughter is 20 and my son is 15, he's turning right. 15 next week. I'm a very happy wife, I'm a very happy wife, I'm a friend, and after that, I'm a coach, trainer, and public speaker. Right. But first and foremost, I'm a human being. And saying this, I think we can say that this sums up all that, that I am. And in terms of my values, I'm a person that love, I love to give value for real. Right. I know that there is a lot of BS in the virtual world sometimes mm -hmm. because so-called influencers they learn from the books yes that in order to be valuable you have to give value or that is politically correct or it looks good on your bio you know yeah. to say yeah. that you give value but it's it, one thing is to say that you give a lot of value not expecting something in return mm -hmm. and for real doing it like yes. every day every single day and I I was talking with my husband last night. I we were on a walk because we live in a very beautiful um, uh, area with a lot of green parts surrounding us, and it was dark. It was a little bit chilly outside, and I told him that we have to do something with our internet connection because because it was not working very well. Okay. After we we finished the webinar, um, when I tried to send some emails, it was like the internet was almost dead. And I said, okay, let's hope that everybody who attended the seminar was able to see it till the end. Till the and end, yeah. he said, but we are not using so much uh, internet. And I said, okay, let's do some math. And we calculated that in a week that normally has like 40 working hours normally. Yeah. yeah. Or let's, yes, normally, because naturally, of course, I work a lot more than this, although right. I'm not feeling that I'm working. True. But this week, I had 22 hours of live broadcasting, webinars, interviews, 22 hours. And I said, oh, my God, this is, wow. this is a little, yes, it's, 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 it's a lot. It is a, a lot. lot. Yeah. Yes, it's a lot. And the 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 fact that i do what i love i'm not tired yes it's not tiring uh, last night i i went to bed at 4 a.m because i had so much energy i had so much energy from the people and i said this is a dream come true right. to be able to teach people to be able to impact people because it is for real our duty our duty if we are not doing it our children yeah. will not have the right legacy. True. Because I'm I'm over 40, of course. I, I can't have a daughter of 20 and being a day over 20. Yeah? Right, yeah. I'm 43. I'm 43. In July, I will be 43. And right. I remember, like, a few years ago, I went to a political party and somehow tried to make them a little bit more accountable. Okay. And I said, well, what are you going to do about our educational system? 
and they say, well, we have this senator, we have this deputy, and we have this and that, and the mayor. And I said, okay, what are you doing? And that person asked me back, what are you doing? You, what are you doing? And then I realized, okay, each one of us actually has a little piece of pie. Sure. And if each one of us is doing his part of the job, Mm -hmm. which can be a little or a larger, we can impact, we can change the world our world of course i'm i don't have the the ambition to be dalai lama or mother theresa but each one of us can impact that critical mass that can bring change for future generations starting with us with our children and so on and that is that is who is eva bergman and what is she doing Mm -hmm. Thanks, Eva. That's amazing. Um, so how did you get started on your journey um, coaching people and just helping people become more? How did that how did that start? It's an interesting story, actually, because um, I had a different different type of, of business. I was uh, doing uh, transportation. I had okay. a, a logistic a logistic company and um, uh, the in two, 2009 was the economic crash, you know? Yes, yeah. And I was broke. I was broke and I, I realized that I have to do something different. And we did not have anything to do in those days. People were, were jobless, companies were down, I was down and so on. And I, was, uh, I attended a seminar actually to learn um, a method that can uh, help me to be a little less stressed. Okay. It's called Silva method. Perhaps you've heard, you've heard of it. Okay. And I, I learned Silva method in, and in three weeks, it, it, uh, it started to look a little bit different around me and in myself. And I realized that I have to do something in my mind in order mm-hmm. to change the way I was living because uh, I cannot. I could not change the environment. I could not. Change, I could not change people that were around yeah. me, and so on. So a friend of mine uh, recommended me a, web, um, a course in neurolinguistic programming. Okay, cool. I attended that course, of course, and I. I. That's it. That's the the beginning. And one day I was talking to a little group of women entrepreneur women that were not doing so well but somehow I started to do well yeah and they said well Eva we would like to come over you this weekend and to teach us some of the stuff that you learned yeah they said yeah but I'm not a trainer the the term coach in Romania back then was unknown yes Everybody, when I said, well, I'm a coach, do you train a soccer team? And I said, no, I train people to think and to act differently. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. And yeah. so I, I was like a, a pioneer back, back then in 2010 already. But I said, okay, let me check if I'm allowed to teach you. And of course, I was allowed to teach you for my, for my level. Mm-hmm. And next week, four of them came to me and they said, well, I want to work with you one-on-one because I feel that you can help me. And I said, okay, well, I'm not 
a licensed coach, so yeah. I cannot do that, but give me a few months. And if you don't have, you don't find your coach, I will be your coach. So I did right. all my courses, took all my license in order to be, to, to be legal, of course. Yeah. And this is how it started. But for, for a brief period of time, I was somehow blind. And a friend of mine told me, Eva, there are moments in life when you don't get to choose your profession, the profession right. gets to choose you. And right. that was the moment when my eyes opened and I said, what if this is my true calling to help people to move past over their beliefs, yeah. their blockages and, and so on. And I started and we, we, this year, there will be nine years since I'm doing this job. I live full time. I'm not a side hustle with this yeah. uh, with yeah. the job. I have a company. I started the company in 2011, and um, it's been a success uh, since then. Of course, we had some. We had our moments, right? Because uh, you cannot only grow, 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 and so on. And uh, I think a, a very important ingredient is always to reinvent yourself yeah. and never like never, never, never stop learning. Absolutely. That's fantastic. You know, um, there was something you said that absolutely resonated with me and you said that, you know, there's some moments that you choose your profession and then there are other moments that your profession chooses you. And then you know that it's a calling. Um, Cause I've been doing this also for about 10 years as a coach um, over here in Nigeria. And just like you, when we first began, you know, no one knew what coaching was about. You know, they yeah. kept mixing us up with motivational speakers. And even though, yes, we do, I do motivate people a lot, but people didn't understand. Okay, so motivation, coaching, what's that about? Like you said, you coach a soccer team. Um, yeah. But now we've seen, you know, like you said, we've seen how through our lives, we help people make the right decisions um, to switch their thinking so that they can have right living. Um, yeah. But in, in your experience as a coach, what are the strongest limiting beliefs that you've encountered that people seem to, to carry? What would you think they are? Oh, very good question, Steve. Indeed, uh, there are some strong beliefs. And uh, one of the most encountered is uh, I'm not good enough. Right. I'm not good enough. Who am I to do this or that? But I'm not good enough. This is one of the most encountered. Another one is that everything I do, it turns out to be a failure. Right. Or no matter what I do, I will not make money because only fraud people make money. Yeah, yeah. This was very, this was hurtful, you know. Uh, I work a lot with women, but... My, my type of person, of personality, allows me to work, like my, my public, my tribe is 50-50. Mm. Sometimes it's 55 women, 45 men. But yeah. usually it's, I have a, a tie between those two. And it was a struggle for me when uh, I did my branding and in trying to position myself on the market because yeah. I was inclined towards women somehow, mm. but yet I was having clients because i'm a type a personality right and i'm i i'm an ambitious person i'm an overachiever of course and men usually they are yes. overachiever and they 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 search for that 
peak performance, peak yes. moments. Yeah. And I was trying, okay, but women can do that too. And women are women were told me, no, we can't. You can. Mm. And that was one of one of the moments when I realized that no matter how hard I try to position myself, somehow I have to listen to the market and yeah. the market shows that I get to do both directions. So that that was and still is sometimes a limiting belief that we women cannot be peak performance, yeah. top achievers. And last night after the webinar, I received a, a message, a private message on my Facebook page. And a lady told me, you are a shark and I want to be like you. And I said, oh my God. What that's a compliment. That's a compliment. Yes, that's what, that was a compliment. But sometimes I think, okay, was I too harsh? And actually I called her today and I said, okay, okay. thank you for the compliment. But what do you mean by, by that? And she said, well, I always let myself down. I always I'm, I mean, I, I do not exist in my list of priorities. Right. I can't say no to other people. And I want to do all of that, but with elegance, because I see that you are doing, you are a tough lady yeah. with elegance. We are, you are not using the hammer. You are using the words. Right. And those, those limiting beliefs actually... Uh, of course, are limiting our potential, their potential, because I, I find myself more and more rarely in the position of, on, of thinking in limiting terms. Mm -hmm. But when I when I see the words, because of course I, I did uh, NLP, I, I practiced NLP for, for 10 years already, and I, I for over a year I learned from the co-founder of NLP, Dr. Richard Bandler. So I right. went to the source because one friend of mine told me, if you want to be a champion, you have to learn from the champions. Right. And I tried always to learn from the best. And uh, these limiting beliefs, no matter if you are a man or a woman, always will limit your potential. But these usually these are the ones I cannot get to be this and that. And yeah. the first thing that I say, you don't have to be this and that. You just have to be yourself. Yeah. You just have to be yourself and let your inner genius come out. Mm -hmm. Let it out. Step out of your way. Get out of your mind. That that is what I say when I say when I when I hear these limiting beliefs. Mm, absolutely. Um, you know, I was listening to you and, you know, when you said that that person said that you were a shark because you're a tough lady um, who does things with class and elegance, um, it reminded me of how even I'm perceived over here because, you know, my brand is ruthless. People say Steve is ruthless. Um, he doesn't take <laughs> excuses. You got to get it done. If you don't get it done, there are consequences and fines. So, because I find that many people prefer to just coast through life. They prefer to just go through life being carried without any particular direction. Um, and they realize that they don't have any goals and they're not accountable to getting things done. So I can totally relate um, with being perceived as a shark, but Hey, some people need sharks around, you know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I, I like to say when, when people are, are, but aren't you going to say to me nice things like a psychotherapist is saying that I understand you, I get you, I feel you. And I say, you know, 
I get you. I feel you. But I have two shoulders and not even my children. They yes. are not crying on, 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 on those shoulders. Right. Unless you show me some bone. Right. Don't come to me crying. <laughs> show me some bone and I'll say, okay, you broke a leg. Okay, yeah. let's go to the hospital. Yeah. Otherwise, okay, there's blood. Wipe it up and move on. Let's move on. But Let's move on. Yes. But uh, uh, a lady asked me last night, what is the difference between success and failures and i and I, I said simple you know each one of us and the one who's failing and the one who's succeeding they are starting both from the same starting line yeah from the same the difference between them is the fact that the successful one refuses to stay down mm-hmm. he's getting up one more time more than staying down yeah Whilst the other one is saying, well, that's it. Life happened. I will see what I will do and so on. Whilst the successful one will go through hell to achieve his goals. As you said earlier, know your goals and do not stop until you achieve them or you achieve something better, greater than you thought it was possible in your mind when you set up that goal. That's it, Eva. Absolutely. Um, so over the last 10 years or so since you've been coaching, um, what are some of the, the amazing transformations that you've encountered helping people? The most amazing transformation was that when a certain persons fired their boss. <laughs> that was one of the one there was many but yeah. the, the moments when they came to me and they said you know i fired my boss and i said okay you go girl now what you're gonna do yeah starting my own business of course and uh, i have like over 150 entrepreneurs that did the, that applied the the steps the systems that yeah. i use because it's not easy after you work 20 years or so in the company and you had that safety net, you know, the paycheck each month, you had a paycheck, someone paid you Mm -hmm. and took care of you and you only had to do your job. It's not easy to take a decision. It's a hard one, but fortunately they had guidance from me, of course. And they realized that they, 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 they realized their, their goals. Um, Other successful moments, where when when someone wanted to to achieve a certain position uh-huh. to to move up the ladder you know and yeah. in in 6 months they did a such a mindset transformation that allowed them to achieve e- even a better position in in the company that they were hoping for um the the biggest transformation the, the the one that counts the most yeah. is when people are realizing that there's nothing to fear, that you are your own master and you get to decide where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And you don't care, not even a second, you don't care about what people will say. Yeah. And th- I think... This is the most important transformation we have to do in our mind and in our soul because intellectually speaking, neurologically, we can say, okay, the, the, the people do not put food on the table, the people yeah. do not raise my children and so on. But 
somehow inside ourselves, our heart, you know, yeah, well, yeah. but what if, what yeah, is the, that, yeah. that question, what if they will not like me? Right. What if they will not invite me? What if they will not talk to me? And I said, well, what if? And I remember that in 2011, I was in, in that particular moment and I was, attending a webinar, a, a, a live event with Paul Martinelli. I don't know if you heard Yes, of course, him. Uh, the John Maxwell team. Yeah. Yes, of course. And uh, I went to Paul and I said, Paul, I have a problem. You know, I went to a friend of mine, a very smart lady, and I told her that I want to be a coach, a trainer, that I'm getting certified with you. And, and he said, and what's the problem? And I said, she laughed at me. And she said, he said, well, Eva, you know, Sometimes you have to also divorce friends. Right. And I was blown away because I've never thought about that before. And I said, well, what do you mean? Well, your friends will say this and that. Yeah. Think of it. Will this and that help you grow or you will remain at the same level? Yeah. If this is what you want to stay here. Okay, fine by me. But if you want to grow, you have to surround yourself with the right people, with the right mindset that can take you, can lead you in the right direction. Yeah. And for real, in that moment, I lost all my friends. Wow. Because I, I yes, I, I, I divorced in that year. I uh, opened a new company yeah. and I lost my friends. And I, I it didn't hurt. It was a, such a relief. relief yeah. I, I, it was a relief. And I said, okay, we had this journey from here to here. Starting from this moment, I will have a different kind of journey with different kind of people. Right. And not to my surprise, of course, I'm in one place in my life, in my career, in my family, because in the end, I, I, I have a new husband, of course. We, yeah. This year, we are going to have seven years of marriage. Oh, congratulations. But, yep, thank you. And uh, it was such an amazing journey. And if I, I ask myself now, what if they will uh, excommunicate yeah. me? Yeah. I, I took this expression from a very good friend of mine from the States. Well, she's a minister. Well, let them excommunicate you. Yeah. Let them excommunicate you and you will find a different tribe where you can stay, where you can learn and you come you can become a better version of yourself, of course. True, true. I mean, I couldn't agree more Eva because um that perception of what will people think about me, you know, what if, what if and what ifs and one of the things that drives me um is I don't ever want to live in regrets. You know, I don't ever want to think that I could have been something or had more, done more, but because I was afraid or because I was just more concerned about what other people thought about me that I wasn't ready to take action. And like you said, you know, sometimes you've just got to be able to divorce people who don't want you to move forward. And I think that's, that's absolutely profound. Um, let me ask you this. So, you know, the name of the podcast, Eva, is The Ugly Truth About Business. And um, usually what I, what I like to do in this, se in this uh, session is to ask, what are some of the things about business that no one ever told you that you wish you knew when you first got started? Um, what are some of those ugly, ugly truths that you, you, you learned? 
I love the name of your podcast, of course, because there are some there are some ugly truths, and usually um, people are naming their podcasts. They are putting some successful names anyway, and yeah. shiny shiny names. Yeah. But the ugly ugly truth is is very very profound because being an entrepreneur is not easy. Mm-hmm. Is not always glamorous, as I like to say. And one of the ugly truths, because uh, that I would have loved to to know, is the fact that I had to wear many hats. Right. So that was a very shocking moment for myself when I realized that, at least in the beginning, that I have to be also the manager, the CEO, yep. the CFO, the marketing ma- manager, the marketing strategist, the right. innovator the secretary or the receptionist, uh, the janitor sometimes, Uh because when you're starting a business, I started my business without money. I had literally had only 300 bucks. Wow. And I had to to pay uh, the the formation of my company. It was like 300 euros. I had to borrow from my mother 50 euros because it was not enough, 300 bucks. I was uh, freshly divorced with two little children. So, that that were that was my money you know yeah so i i had no money to to hire people to have a team to work with the team so it was very very challenging mm-hmm. another ugly truth after i i uh, afford to hire a team was to discover that my team was not feeling this with the same intensity about my company of right. course like I felt and in the beginning it was very frustrating to realize that okay but I pay you and um, you have to work for me and you have to breathe the brand and to eat the brand and so on and it was an ugly truth for me because no one told me that actually I have to be a leader and to inspire first in order for people to To follow follow me to follow my vision to follow my dream so I was very egotistic in those moments and very immature uh, leadership wise Mm -hmm. and that was an ugly truth for me that actually I had to learn a lot to become a better leader another ugly truth uh, was uh, the fact that I it was actually it's not it was not ugly because I said well now I'm my own boss I get to wake up whenever I want. <laughs> I get to do whatever I want and so on. But I realized that when you are working, you know, like six, <laughs> like six hours in I a know, row. I know. And you realize that, oh my God, I have a headache and I'm, I'm feeling so dizzy. Why am I so dizzy? I, I'm, I'm so ill. Why? But, well, you haven't, you haven't eat. Yeah. Slept. Yeah. Uh, went to bathroom and so on and i said okay the ugly truth is that you are i was the worst boss in the world because (laughs) i always pushed myself yeah and that was not necessarily a good thing because i was sleeping like four hours a night for six years and in the end my health started to have some issues of course and i had to 
recalibrate myself and to start living a more balanced life because you know when you do something that you're passionate about yeah you lose you don't track of time. feel yes mm. you lose track of time and you you don't matter you, it all it all it matters is the brand and what do you do for the world so pretty much that were the the ugly truths that i i had discovered hard way I, I must confess, especially yeah. the lessons regarding people, uh -huh. because I had, okay, well, I'm, I'm a good coach. I'm a good trainer. People look up at me. No, that was not true. Yeah. yeah. People look up at themselves, not <laughs> at themselves first at themselves. And then if it, actually they address two questions, can I trust you? Yeah. And yeah and what can you do for me and you know if you've read john maxwell's books these are the main questions you're you're absolutely right eva i mean for me that was also such such a huge wake-up call realizing like even though i'm such an amazing coach consultant um hey leading a team is a totally different kettle of fish yep and everyone is looking out for number one and it's not you <laughs> So no, <laughs> no, no, no. I was young anyway and naive. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Um, so here's my final question. Cause you've been such an amazing guest, Eva. And I know that anyone who's listening to this podcast definitely wants some, some more of Eva Bergman. So where can they reach you? Do you have a coaching mastermind program community that people can just join or sign up? Uh, yes, I I have a, I have a coaching program. It's not a program, but uh, anyone who wants to do a coaching session with me, of course, can reach up to me. I have my website, uh, www.eva-bergman.com, and they can um, book um, a call with me. Right. But um, mainly, people can find me, and I encourage them to look for me on my Facebook page, Eva Bergman is a page in English. I have also a page for my Romanian followers, of course, right. because not everybody is speaking English. And uh, nowadays, um, I have a program that is called Designated Insider. I like and, it. Yeah, and um, it's, a, it's a community where we get to teach people how they can fire their boss, how they can start their business, what to avoid, what to be careful, yeah. and especially how to become very fast digital. And nowadays I think it's important because we don't know what's, what is going to happen. And either there is a Corona or there is not a Corona, we have to be online. And now more than ever, yeah. uh, I, I believe that everybody understood that a business that is not present online yeah. does not exist. True. So that is what I do in, in those moments. And of course, I, I train people in neuro-linguistic programming since I'm also a trainer. But Designated Insider is uh, the, main, the main program. And of course, they, they get to, to access this group for free. Uh, there is a Facebook group. I'm sure you will leave a, a link yes, below. Of course. And they will get to, to get free access there uh, almost every day. I, I give them like a short video training, five minutes, that is called Choices 24-7. And that can, can help them move a little bit further if they cannot afford the program, which yeah. is not very expensive anyway. But they still get to learn a lot of insights from the community. 
Sounds good, Eva. I'm definitely going to check it out. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will definitely check it out. You've been an amazing and amazing guest on The Ugly Truth About Business. And we're super stoked that you, you came. Thank you very much, Steve, for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And keep on going. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Ugly Truth About Business podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please take a moment to subscribe, share it with a friend, and most importantly, leave a review and let people know that this is the podcast that they should be listening to on the internet. Thank you.